It's September 14th, 2014, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Well, welcome to Almost Fall, everybody. If, if you've been following the weather anywhere, it's it's... I think a fall here, even though it's not official. Yeah, it's been this weekend we've dropped by at least 20 degrees. I know. It's been really, really nice. Yeah, I know. We're going, yeah, but we know it's going to get warm next week. So, yeah. oh well. Yeah. Well, the um, Dallas's Gay Pride is coming up next weekend. Oh, the big and parade. The big yeah. parade and stuff. And usually it's, it's so funny. It's either cold and wet or it's really warm. In the last few years, it's been really warm, so I'm hoping this year it'll be kind of cool and comfortable and stuff. But then they also have the Gay Softball uh, World Series. Oh, geez, coming, coming up. here? Yeah, the the starting on Monday after oh, wow. Pride. So hopefully they'll have some decent weather for that. But I'm thinking that's a lot of people in Dallas all at once, and you know. Yes. Well, even if it's for a couple of days, we'll take it. Yeah, we'll the, take the it. The reprieve has been nice. It's been very, very nice. Well, and um. For those of you who've been following the blog or just listening to the podcast, you know our house is coming up for completion. We're, we're inching closer and closer to the completion date. Yes. It's supposed to be the end of September, and I'm like, well, well okay. <laughs> it's been a major renovation all the way down to the studs. All the way down to the studs. And now we're at that point where we spent this last weekend going, okay, oh, oh, crap. Oh, no, we've got to pick all the cabinet pulls, and we've got to get house numbers, and we've got to get a mailbox, and... Oh, and towel rods and toilet paper holders. And it's just this sudden realization there's all these little things that we've got to do. Yeah, there's a whole layer of stuff that you don't really think about, but it makes a building a home. Yeah. Makes it usable. Yeah, you know, yeah. Okay, well, is this the right pool to work with the with the kitchen faucet? <laughs> and what's the right pool that's going to work with the bathroom faucet? And and what about the towel rods? And how many do we get? And I'm like, oh, my God, just kill me. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to hang one towel or two? Do you hang, yeah, exactly. How do you fold them when you hang them? And Right, right. Yeah. Well, and, and the funny thing is, is when we moved into the apartment, or the place we're staying right now, we actually went out and bought two towel rods because they had the most ridiculous towel rods in the in the bathroom, like one above the toilet. So if you got out of the shower, you had to trudge across the bathroom to get to the towel. Oh, geez. And then I think there was, I think that was it, actually. That was the only one. There wasn't even one close to the bathroom. Oh, that's useful. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're kind of keeping all those things in mind, but then trying to think, okay, got to get all that. Okay. One of the, you know, just it's the, all that last minute small stuff. I don't know. You just don't normally think about it, I guess, during the course of it. Yeah. But it takes a lot of time <clears throat> if you're having to hunt it down on your own. Yeah. Yeah, and nobody sells mailboxes. I mean, or if they do, they're just absolutely horrible. Well, sure. Yeah, so we, uh, we've we been looking online for mailboxes, which is great. You know, we want to get one that really goes with the house. It's very, you know, sort of mid-century, modernish looking kind of feel to it, but we don't want to pay $400. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the cool ones are almost custom. Yeah, almost. Handmade, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I worked with a woman who found uh, copper. This um, patinaed copper mailbox that was just gorgeous, but I know she paid an arm and a leg for it. I thought, no, you know, it just holds mail. Yeah, and I hope you don't live on one of those streets where the high school kids go and play, you know, baseball with the mailboxes. Oh no, no. See, luckily ours aren't at the street; they're at the house. Oh, okay. So okay, that, that, that makes it makes a lot a lot of difference for us. Okay, good. So yeah, 
But yeah, that's more in rural areas. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, or or more even just regular neighborhoods. Yeah. More the more, I'll say up to date modern, uh, current build neighborhoods will have the mailboxes at the street. At the street, yeah. But yeah, um, so we've been doing all that, and of course, for those of you who also know that Laura's been pregnant for a while now. (laughs) We are. Seems like forever, forever, doesn't it? We're coming down to this DEFCON 5 and yes, you know, we're I'm counting down the days here. It's like tick, 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 37 tick, tick. weeks and three days or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we're just, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the <laughs> sound from her into the office and like, just watch me panic. What do we do? What do we do? Hot water. Hot water. <laughs> Sheets and hot water. I need towels. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you and my husband both are just going, gosh, I wish we knew when it was going to happen. Yeah. And don't I wish it knew it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. All we know is it cannot happen before Wednesday because we have a set, a drawing set going <laughs> That's out. right. I'm thinking. Like, there's a, a permit yikes. set going out the door. No baby until after that stuff. That's right. Well, in fact, I started to panic on Friday because I started cleaning my desk, just sort of felt this urge to nest a little bit and make sure the drawings were all straight and make sure that, Pat, you know, all that my piles of paper were where you know, Holly and Larry could find things if they need to. And I all of a sudden realized what I was doing. I went, no, 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 no. I cannot be doing this yet. No, no, no. It's not time to go out yet. Yeah. Yikes. Because that's actually what happened the day before I went into labor with my first child. Was yeah. uh, just randomly kind of decided to straighten things up. And sure enough, the next morning my water broke. And I thought, oh, yeah. We're no, not doing that again. No, let's not encourage that to happen. No, no, no. Well, of course, the last time I said you can't go get pregnant or you can't have the baby until after I go on vacation, and you had it two days before I left. Oh, well, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, so. Well, at least we made it through your New Orleans trip this, this time. This is true. We made it through New Orleans this time, and <laughs> everything's safe. But you have been, you guys have been doing kind of what James and I have been doing, that sort of last-minute yeah, we've we've sort of been more relaxed about getting the nursery ready. We you know we figure we've got a lot of just kind of the basics because once you've been through this before, we have a six year old. If you've been through it before, you kind of know all the peripheral stuff that can sort of wait until after you get home. But there are a few essentials that you need kind of right when you do come home from the hospital. So we have all that stuff, but it's just the finishing up the nursery and kind of finishing the decorating and just tidying things up so you can just sort of take a breath and go, okay, this will be nice. When we get home, things are where they're supposed to be and all the clothes are washed and, you know, we're ready. The diapers are where they need to be and all this kind of thing. So, yeah, when I realized I was cleaning my desk on Friday and I told my husband, he goes, huh, maybe we should go get that uh, car seat we've been putting off. And, uh, huh, maybe we should. Uh, like any of these other things. What, what else do we still need? Yeah. Well, but we were talking, yeah. too, about the, the fact that, you know, since this is a second baby, you're not as inclined, you know. It, I think it's that, that decorating thing with the first baby, and you want it, you have a set image, and it's the boy thing, and it's all the colors and the sort of images and, so everything is perfect and ready and done so when the baby comes. But now it's more you have an idea of, of theme, but you're slowly collecting parts yeah, and pieces I'm, and you're not in some crazed hurry about it. But Yeah, I've kind of noticed that I'm approaching it in a very different way. And it's very much more like how I approach design with my clients, which is to really kind of ask questions about, well, what is your family all about? What do you, what's really What feels authentic to you? Not just what's a pretty picture out of a magazine but yeah. what really represents your interests and, and what gets you excited. So for baby number two, we decided, since we know it's a boy, we decided to do vintage transportation. And so really what that means for us is 
uh, old illustrations of airplanes and cars and trains and old ships and uh, old travel posters from, you know, the 1920s through 1940s, those kind of kind of iconic images. And um, what's kind of fun about that is my dad was a pilot for 30 some years, almost 40 years, um, commercial pilot. And my mom and he both had their private pilot's licenses. So we had a little Cessna airplane when I was growing up. And so aviation's always been a big part of my life. And then, of course, on my husband's side, there's a huge interest in all kinds of cars, both vintage and new. And, of course, our son is crazy about cars, so that was easy. And then um, there's always been my, – my parents have always had boats. You know, they're huge fishermen. Mm-hmm. Uh, our whole family has been – in fact, they spend their entire summers on a yeah, boat. Yeah, they're still out right now. Yes. Yeah, right? so the whole nautical theme is very true to our family. Um, and then, of course, trains is just fun. We have um, – my husband's – Parents live up in uh, northern Indiana, so they take the train into Chicago, which is kind of fun and very kind of romantic, old style, Mm -hmm. you know, riding the train into the big city kind of idea. So it all just kind of fit. It really, it all felt very, very familiar and kind of a fun theme to sort of explore. And there weren't very many, well, there really weren't any kind of baby decorating nursery sets i call them yeah. bed in a bag kind yeah. of thing like you, just you could pop get it up and magically exactly right and, and you've got all of your quilt and your little <clears throat> bumpers and your all you know the the crib skirt and all these things that all go together magically yeah um it just didn't exist or at least i couldn't find it or i didn't want to spend four or five hundred dollars on something that somebody else had come up with and it didn't quite fit what i was looking for yeah yeah you want you want to maintain them that sense of authenticity right so yeah so when i realized that well you know what i'm actually gonna i'm gonna end up having to assemble this on my own so once i sort of let go of that i need to find the set and i started thinking about well i can go to like hobby lobby and find they've got these great kind of vintage looking metal signs of uh outdoor magazine covers and old kind of auto shop type mechanic type, you know, things that you would have seen back in the fifties. Um, there's, you know, just a lot of kind of fun character type things that look more vintage. So that was kind of fun. And you, those would be perfect in a man cave or perfect in a little boy's room. And so it didn't necessarily tie us into like, okay, we're only good for the first 18 months while he's still a baby. And then all of a sudden we have to rip it all out and go into big boy mode. Um, and then things like, um, when I was in college, I got into quilting. And so I had started a quilt that my husband had picked out this schoolhouse pattern. And we had picked out these sort of Williamsburg style colors with sort of vintage patterns. And, um, and I actually gotten about 10 of the quilt squares made, didn't realize that it took 13 different pieces of (laughs) trapezoids to make this silly block. I don't know what I was thinking, but I did get 10 of them made. But it never materialized into the quilt because I needed something like 25 of them or something ridiculous. Yeah. But I still had the quilt block. So I thought, well, it kind of fits kind of the vintage style and the color scheme that we're going with. And so fortunately, um, a friend of ours that we've known through the business is also a quilter. And she has very graciously uh, offered to put those together into a baby quilt. Um, And and she's probably very adept at, you know, this is something she does all the time so exactly. for her it's like oh yeah sure this those 13 pieces not a problem you, you, you just put it all together and yeah, it's yeah. Done. yeah yeah so she's taking the, the blocks that i've already mm. made and assembling them into a baby quilt size that we can hang on the wall and have That's as really part cool. of the decoration so that'll be very meaningful and special yeah to have um 
in the baby's room. So it is kind of fun to see how it kind of evolves because we also, another sort of family heirloom thing that we have in there is um, my husband's mother did a cross-stitch, um, sort of a cross-stitch sampler, like one of those that has mm-hmm. nursery rhymes yeah. and the ABCs on them and things like that. And she did that when he was a baby. And so it's well over 35 years old. I mean, I guess he's 39 now. So he did it when when uh, when he was just a couple years old. And so we got that um, still in the original frame, but got a new piece of, um, you know, framing paper on the back, made mm-hmm. sure it was st- stable. Yeah. Um, so that'll be hanging in there, which is really kind of really fun. And, yeah. and then we've got little things like um, my husband used to, uh, collect stamps and so he's got a couple full sheet of stamps i mean if anybody remembers back in the day when they weren't stickers yeah when they when actually, you had to you lick, lick them, them yeah <laughs> and perforated they were and you lick exactly and, yeah. and they used to issue them in almost like full sheet of paper size mm-hmm. of full sets and it was very rare to find one still intact so he has two of those of um american birds like you know the birds that go with each of the states or right, something like yeah. that and I don't know if they're flowers or plants or something like that, but something very Americana is kind of the idea. And he has those framed from when he was a kid and had those in his room. And so we just have a lot of kind of family ties to what's yeah. going into this baby's room, which will make it special and hopefully make those 3 a.m. feedings a little more <laughs> enjoyable. At least I'm going to lead myself to believe that. Well, hopefully so. But, you know, <laughs> but it's interesting. I, you know, I'm listening to you talk about that. I'm thinking about, you know, our, our your client, Lori. Who everything for her was very much a very personal, you know, it was her artwork that had something, there was a meaning behind it. And so everything had to really, everything had a story to it. There was something about something and it all had to play together. Well, a lot of her work comes from, or the art that she was going to be hanging came from travels that they had had. So it was very special. There were memories behind where they were when they picked that piece out and, and, you know, now bringing it all home and putting it together in their collection. Well, and they really really influenced a lot of the colors and a lot of the finishes that she was picking too. Mm -hmm. So, so it's interesting to hear that sort of translated into baby room. Right. You know, because you don't, I, and, I don't know if, you know, most of our clients who have children, if they had that same experience or they did a lot of them, the baby in the bag kind of thing that, you know, the baby room, you just pop it open and there it all is. And right. We're going to pick a stencil and there's the and, colors and there's the right. stickers and the whole, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with doing it that way. Yeah. You just, if you're thinking that maybe it just doesn't quite feel like it's at your style, then don't feel like you have to do it that way. Yeah. That there's plenty of options to personalize it and. Make it your own, and it doesn't have to look super babyish to be a baby nursery, right? You know, because right. you're creating a room and a space for a child that's going to grow and explore, and you know, pretty soon you'll have their own artwork hanging on the walls and right. their own, you know, toys that are not all cute and color coordinated, and yeah, yeah. well, and <laughs> shelves and shelves full of books and things like that. So, and James was saying we were at the uh, appliance store of all things. And one of the displays, they have this really great cooktop and this this awesome blue countertop and this cooktop in it. And behind the cooktop is Lego sheets, the, like the little, you know, the, the big sheets, right. to, you know, the base sheets, basically. And they have all these Legos stuck on them and pattern and stuff. I thought, yeah. And his thing is, like, how cool would that be for a baby's room to be able to, like, do a wall of Lego? Of those Lego plates. You know, that you yep. can kind of play with. And, of course, so we go back to James's nephews who, I mean bins and bins and bins full of Legos because his brother can't help himself. Right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, 
you know, how cool that thought of, you know, you know, for his brother, you know, for the kids room, you know, at the time, that would have been a very authentic thing to have up on the wall because that's very much speaks to him and speaks to his, mm-hmm. you know, the playfulness that he has and the, 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 he likes, and he's a, you know, car collector and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, everything's by hand, you know, he's a um, carpenter, a part-time carpenter. He, he actually has a day job. But, you know, he works a lot with wood and does a great job with it. So that sort of hand, hand-picked hand and kind of hand-done stuff, um, I think would play really well. So it's, it's Yeah, well, and it can be. If you're having your first baby and you're trying to decide on what the nursery theme is going to be or mm-hmm. how to decorate, it can be really stressful because you think, this is a brand-new little person. He doesn't have interests yet or she doesn't have her interests You know, you don't know what they're going to grow into. You know, she could be a ballerina or she could be a softball star or she could, you know, or she could be totally into horses or, Mm -hmm. you know, robotics. Who the heck knows? And so you you almost don't want to personalize it in one direction too much because you think, oh, my gosh, now I'm going to skew their interests and and ruin their path of their life forever. I mean, (laughs) trust me, pregnancy hormones are fabulous for making you go totally (laughs) wacko with all these what ifs. But um, but if it's true and authentic to your family and the culture they're going to grow up in, then it can't be wrong. Yeah. So it's, you know, make sure that it's something that, that you all love and can feel, you know, empowered and and excited and right. well, welcoming well, for this little one. Well, something that you can, you know, carry on to. Yeah. You know, you're, you're talking about pieces of, you know, iconic art, you know, iconic posters and things that – you know, this isn't a one-time use necessarily. This is something you can continue and carry on and on and on. So right. much so that even, you know, your second son, Elliot Frankenberry. <laughs> it's not really his name, but that's As that's we, how I will remember him always, yes, Elliot the, Frankenberry. The loving uh, nickname that we came up with. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, don't think, I guess the, the lesson being if you're getting ready to have your first baby, don't feel like you have to have the, it all has to be, you know, matchy matchy, and it all has to come out of a the same bin, so to speak. Right, the, the single page out of the catalog. Yeah, or yeah. Whatever. Think, think about how you would decorate for yourself, and you know, carry that through into the into the baby's room, and what feels authentic and what feels real for you. Yeah, some of the fun things that are nice to be able to personalize a room. Um, there's great stuff on Etsy that is all handmade, so you can personalize once the baby's born with mm-hmm. all their birth dates and. And, uh, you know, pick out their the color and the theme and somebody will hand make that for you. And so, yeah, it's fun to be able to personalize it. And it doesn't have to all be done before the baby right gets away, here. Right right. Yeah. Right. The baby's not going to know that, that the, all the stuff isn't on the wall yet. I know. It might feel good to have it all done, which is kind of where I am right now. Like, <laughs> I just know how tired I'm going to be after the baby right. gets here. So I don't want right. to have to be completing too much of it. But, yeah. but still, just yeah. don't, I guess, put too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Well, well, it's the same way when you're trying to finish a house renovation, too. Yeah, it's, yeah. we don't have to have the towel rods right away. We can, you know, we can pile it on the floor if we need to, you know. <laughs> I mean, we can drape it over the, the shower um, door if we have to kind of thing. Yeah, if you feel like you haven't found that, the piece that's just quite right. Right. Then, yeah, yeah, keep looking. I keep looking. So, well, and of course, the next podcast, you won't get to hear Laura's voice because she's going to be... I'm assuming by the time we do the next podcast, she's going to be at home with the baby, trying to get sleep and wondering, you know, how many times she can get Bob up in the night before. <laughs> Bob, <laughs> yes. Bob, go, go take care of the baby. Wake Bob, up. Please. Um, so hopefully we're going to have a couple of guest um, 
podcasters with us. Yeah, that'll be fun. Talked about a couple different people. Um, our the intern Matthew, who I've been working with. Uh, hopefully, get him in here and we can get his perspective on because he's only been working for a year. Interesting to get his perspective. I know he's had kind of a rough go, but um, you know, find out how he's feeling about it, if he still likes architecture or not. <laughs> Yikes, that would be good. Sometimes. One. And uh, and also, I think the other thing we want to have um, my contractor, Stephen, mm-hmm. come in and talk about, you know, his experience with the house because it's, you know, every project's new. I don't care how many projects you've done. Every project is new and every project's different. There are similar elements, but you learn something every time. I know we do on our projects, and I'm mm-hmm. sure he does the same. So it'll be interesting to, to get his perspective. And the fact that we still, you know, we're still talking to each other, I think, speaks a lot because... That's a real danger of, of, you know, hiring someone you know well and as you consider a friend to be your contractor because, or your architect because it doesn't always end well. And we've, and we've seen that. So having him in here get his perspective, it should be interesting. Yes. So, and, of course, you can always come visit us at the Architecture Happy Hour. Our next one's coming up this Wednesday, the 17th. And, of course, it's the third Wednesday of every month except for December. Mm-hmm. So go to meetup.com, the Architecture Happy Hour, and check us out. Or you can just go to hpdarch.com and check out the blog and see what's going on. Any last words before before the, you know, Frankenberry comes along? And <laughs> uh, Go to our website if you want to send any gifts. You can find our <laughs> – no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, no, I'm excited to um, to meet this little guy. And, yeah. and are, are we uh, going to get um, HPD Architecture tweets at, at three o'clock in the morning? Maybe and, so. Yes. Yeah. Could be. You'll know when I'm up with a feeding. Cause yeah. <laughs> well, now just how stressed out she is, right. and tired she is. When no, the, yeah, no. Yeah. Think positively. It'll be great. Know, it'll be great. <laughs> Well, you know, you've, and you've been through it before, so you know what to expect. I know, but they say everyone's totally, each baby's totally different, yeah, I'm so sure. we'll see how it goes. I'm sure. Well, all right. Yes. Well, I hope everyone's had a good summer and is enjoying the start of fall. Yes, and happy football season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Cowboys are doing so well. Oh, well, we well, like college football at our house. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the best bet for Dallas if you're living in Dallas <laughs> is probably to watch the college football. Right. But anyway, I um, hope everyone's having a good time, and I will talk to you uh, later. Next time. Next time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>